Good afternoon, everybody. This is Chat with Chap. My name is Ginger Wade, and you are here to hear about overreach items today. This is going to be an interesting talk. I have done a talk on this today, or on this before. Uh, I think the title was Overreach and Overcompliance. So if you want to look at a previous episode of what I've talked about, you can check that out, uh, listen or watch on po podcasts or on Facebook. Not sure if that adds out on YouTube yet. But anyway, so overreach and overcompliance. I'm going to cover overcompliance quick first. I'm not really going to get into that too much, but overcompliance, like we're uh, supposed to comply to the homeschool law, right? Overcompliance is like you give them more than what is really necessary in the law. So just, you know, here's my diploma. Here's all my kids' medical records. Here's every single book that we use. Here's every... That's not necessary according to the law. So that would be considered overcompliance. Um, and that... It's not good because it gives the school district the thought, well, well everybody should be giving me this, this, much, this much information, and it's actually really just not the case. Uh, but that is a little bit different than overreach. Overreach is what happens when the school district is requesting things that are not in accordance with the law. So um, there's the homeschool law, which is at homeschoolpennsylvania.org. It's out there. You can read it. You can read every word of it and you can see exactly what it is that we are to hand into the school districts that is required to us. Um, the school districts sometimes ask things of homeschoolers that are not in accordance with that law. It could be a mistaken thing. It could be an on purpose thing. Um, it could be an interpretation difference. I don't know. Uh, there are requirements for the public school law that are not the same as the homeschool law. So the things that home that school districts ask of the homeschoolers may stem from that misunderstanding uh, of certain things that are in public school law that are not in homeschool law. But I'm gonna go over a list with you of very commonly heard overreach items. Okay, it's just so that you're aware of it. And the reason I'm doing this now is because it's the season, right? It's the season for handing in evaluations at the end of the year. It's the season for handing in your paperwork for the next year. Uh, people have been getting medical request papers and they send out their, oh, you've been approved to homeschool letters and, and these types of things. So I wanted to bring these things to your attention simply so that you're thinking about them in the back of your head. Even if you have a really great... Uh, school district to homeschool in. They might be asking these things that are really an overreach beyond the law. So I'm just going to share with you some items so you can be aware of them. And maybe you've been asked to, um, you have, your school district has overreached on you and you didn't even know it. So I'm just going to talk about some of the, the ones that we hear most often here at CHAP and around the state. So the first big thing is when a school district says to you, hey, you're going to be a homeschooler, you've got to fill out our packet. We have this homeschooler packet, these forms that we've made up that every homeschooler has to fill out. Well, that's just not in the law. You do not need to fill out a packet of forms that the school district creates for homeschoolers. 
that may include an affidavit uh, that, that they want you to fill out. I personally would not use the school's affidavit. Anyone can design their own affidavit. You can design an affidavit or you can use CHAP's affidavit. Uh, but uh, one from a school district could contain, not necessarily does, but it could contain some things um, above what is actually put in the law. So I personally would use CHAP's affidavit or write your own. You can check out CHAP's at homeschoolpennsylvania.org and see what's on there and what you're attesting to in there. Now, attesting to in an affidavit or an unsworn declaration, you are saying that these things are true, and if you're lying, then that's perjury, okay? So so you have to be really careful and make sure that what you're signing there on those papers is absolutely true. So um, that's, you know, and I think the reason I bring that up, the only reason I bring that up is because I feel like today we're kind of forgetting what our signature on a paper means. Because, I mean, sometimes we're just doing it electronically. We're not even signing anymore. Some people can't sign anymore because they don't know how to do cursive, right? So I think we're kind of understand, misunderstanding or not realizing what signing a paper means, what it attests to, like, what that, what does that mean? So it's a serious document. So anyway, I would use CHAP's documentation for that. I would not use the school district's documentation. But that's not overreach. That's just them offering something to you that I don't think is the best choice to use. But if they do say, hey, we have this packet of information about you and your family and, and all these things that we want you to fill out, that's not, that is overreach. So, okay, the next thing that is huge, and you guys write into us all the time about this, it's everywhere on the Facebook groups. It's they're asking for the medical and the dental paperwork. So, the standard thing is for families is that if you're attesting to it in your affidavit or your unsworn declaration, you're attesting that you are taking care of your children's medical care and you sign it, then you're saying that it's true and you are doing it. So uh, you do not need to hand records over to school districts. I did do a show before uh, where I was had been told that there are doctor's offices that automatically send your child's records to the school district for you to help you out uh, for public school students. And I was like, whoa, like, I, that's another thing. I think we're, we're misunderstanding the importance of privacy. And, and that kind of goes out the window with like social media and saving all your private login information everywhere and online banking and just all the things that privacy just, I think his concept is kind of disappearing. Those are private records, your medical records. The school district does not need to have those paperwork. So that's that's one of the really big ones. Um, in my medical uh, episode that I did, it was episode number 80. You can go back and watch it. I did mention if you were in a situation with the court, it could be a custody case or something like that, where medical records need to be provided, that's different. That is different. Um, but for everyone else who's not in a court order situation, your documentation attesting to medical care is enough. You do not need to give medical records to the school. The other one I hear all the time is diplomas. Um, for, for you, as the, as the provider of the education, as the supervisor is the term on our paperwork, that you have to show that you really graduated from high school 
So you gotta show the high school your diploma. You do not need to do that. Again, because it's attested to in your affidavit. If you say, I have a high school diploma or a GED or equivalent, and you sign it, that is saying that you are telling the truth that you have a high school diploma and you do not need to show the school district your diploma. That's another big overreach item, so keep that in mind too. Schools might ask for immunization information. Some do, some don't. Mine didn't used to, and now they do. Uh, but actually, that one, if you watch episode 165, I do talk about immunization uh, law that is a little bit different. So if it is requested, you actually should provide that. So that actually isn't an overreach, but it sounds like an overreach. So I thought I'd talk about that today. Um, here's some other ones over here. I did ask some friends to some mentors like the chat mentors to chime in on this and share with me any overreach items that they were aware of also um proof of residence is another one that comes up like they're like well you have to prove that you live in our school district well again what's on your affidavit like right at the top so on the chap one you list the kids and then it says you know the home education will be occurring at blah 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 and on that line you fill in your address while you're attesting that that's where you live that is your proof of residence so that's an overreach item also um required homeschool packet that was so this is my list might overlap some of the other things i said earlier they have a required homeschool packet you do not need to fill out any required homeschool packet made by the school district uh, some districts say that you have to enroll your child in public school in order to homeschool and that is just not true and if your children are in public school and you are bringing them home to homeschool them you want to formally withdraw them that actually is not in the law. So I have a friend who says that you really shouldn't do that because it's not in the law. It's not a required step in the law. Um, I do have friends that say you should do it for two reasons. One, um, when you file your homeschool paperwork, it might be handled by this person. Um, but when you withdraw your, your child from school, it's handled by this person. So they might not necessarily communicate that or the homeschool coordinator person might not share that information with the other person and then this other person over here is thinking that your child's chewing for school oh my goodness and you don't want that so uh, when you're withdrawing your child it's good to file withdraw and also your home homeschool paperwork just for the sake of making sure those offices are talking to each other but um if a school is saying that they that your child needs to enroll in the school district in order to homeschool that is absolute overreach and you know why they were they're doing that because when your child does not enroll they don't get money from the government so as a homeschool student the school district does not get money for your child it's just kind of floating there in the in the extra pile i don't know let's not even get into that but anyway uh so if they say well you have to enroll in our school in order to homeschool and you believe them then they can say to the state oh hey this kid is enrolled with us we get their money like seventeen or twenty thousand dollars per student or something crazy number that you so what much more money than you need to educate a child but anyway don't need to enroll in the school district um someone shared that they received a letter stating that the child has to take the pssas okay no homeschool child needs to take the pssas i've never taken them my children have never taken them 
I've heard they're a nightmare. It's like, I don't know, a whole week of testing or two weeks or something ridiculously crazy. So as our standardized testing options in third, fifth, and eighth grade, there's a list of, of tests. The PSSAs are actually not on that list that I'm aware of. Um, I don't think they are, but it is an option. I'm not sure why you'd want to do it. You can have your child take the PSSAs, but it's not required. Uh, so don't, ugh, just get your kid out of the PSSA thing. Ooh, what a mess. So you do not need to do that. That is definitely an, an overreach item. Uh, so every year, everyone all over the state gets the letter saying, your child needs to get their hearing and vision done or their height and weight done. Was it, uh, this is vision and hearing, but it's height and weight too. Oh, your child needs your height and weight. You should come in and get it done. That you're attesting that you're taking care of your child's medical needs. Uh, you do not need to do that. I do use use it sometimes because I can get all of my kids through in a half an hour instead of many hours at the pediatrician and multiple trips. So I, it is a service and the, the schools are actually required to offer that service free to any family. So that's why they're doing that. It is a free service. They're sending it to you. I would think of it more like they're sending it to you to make you aware of it. Uh, if you're attesting that you're taking care of your children's care, you don't have to do it uh, because you are making sure that their care is being taken care of. But if you want to use it, it's fine. So I wouldn't look at it as so much of an offense. You could think it's an overreach, especially if the letter is worded in a way, you must do this or you're in trouble. Uh, my school district does it and it just it's like this form letter. They send it out every year and, you know. Uh, it's an option. It's a service for you to think of it. Think of it that way. You do not have to do it if you're having your things taken care of. You're attesting that you're having things taken care of. Um, oh, this this one drives me bonkers. The school district says, "Oh, hey, they they send you this letter that says we've received your paperwork. You are approved to homeschool." That's I don't know if you call it overreach, but it's it's beyond the purpose of the school district in your homeschool journey. Okay, so the homeschool does not, the, the public school, the public school superintendent does not approve your homeschool. That, that is not a thing. That is not a thing. So if you hear that word approval coming from your school district referring to your homeschool, that, yeah, no, they do not approve your homeschool. Uh, there are some admins that will say that you're not qualified to homeschool. Now, that hasn't happened to me. I have not heard of that in my local area. That was from a friend out in the western end of the state. Parents, all of you are qualified to homeschool your children. I've talked about this before. I talked about it at convention. You're qualified to homeschool your children. No one can tell you that you can't homeschool your children. Um, they might ask for birth certificates. I don't know if that was for the parents or for the students, but no one needs to be getting your birth certificates. You're not going to get a passport. You're not going to get a driver's license. Uh, you do not need to show birth certificates. So that is definitely an overreach item. Do not show birth certificates. Medical records are talked about already. The last one I have on this list says name and credentials of the evaluator you will be using before you start homeschooling for the year. So at the end of the year, you do get a letter from your evaluator, right? And typically on that letter, your evaluator will sign it. Some of them put their uh, 
their teacher ID numbers on the end or their credentials. Uh, but that is, it's actually not required by law, but some school districts then will follow up with the evaluators and the evaluators sometimes find it easier to put their like teacher IDs on the end of that. But you do not need to give the name and credentials of your evaluator before you start homeschooling. Like when you initially start for the year or when you're pulling your children out, uh, what my friend is saying that, that before they were allowed to homeschool, they had to provide the name of their evaluator. Well, first of all, the school district does not say that you are allowed to homeschool. That's that previous thing I talked about approving your homeschool. And second of all, you do not need to tell anybody who your evaluator is before your evaluation happens or before you hand in that letter to the school. You don't have to get approval for your evaluator. There is information on who an evaluator may be. That again is on homeschoolpennsylvania.org and Chat More Chat episodes 118 and 119, two very thorough interviews with evaluators in this state that you should check out. Uh, so yeah, that is definitely an overreach item there. There's one more that popped up this year that is absolutely new. If you are serving on a school board or you have heard this in your school district, please let me know because I'm in touch with HSLDA on this one. It's kind of crazy. Uh, there is a school district who is considering requiring homeschool parents to have uh, clearances to get clearance checked, background checked, and get clearances done to homeschool. This is ridiculous. This is beyond basic parental rights to homeschool your children. Now, I understand many of us have them because we serve at church and we serve at co-op and churches and co-ops are required to have them now because of the law that's in the state of Pennsylvania. So for the most part, a lot of us probably have them already anyway, but that's beside the fact that you do not need to have a clearance in order to have your child and to homeschool your child. So if, if your school district is saying you need to have clearances, you need to say, absolutely not. Show me where that is in the law, because I'm telling you, it's not in the law. So um, the next thing I want to say to you, the most important thing you can do is to read the law. Again, homeschoolpennsylvania.org. Get really familiar with that website. It has all the law on it in one chunk. It has it broken down into little bits with information about all the bits so you can better, more thoroughly understand it. And here's the reason. Like, I know some of you out there might be going, well, how do I know when my school district is overreaching? How do I know when they're asking for something that's beyond the law? Well, here's how. When you think about, here's an example, uh, the banker. How do they know that they have forfeit money? What have you how what have you heard about that before? You've probably heard this story. They know the counterfeit money because they've worked with the real thing. If you work with the real thing, you're gonna recognize or it's gonna ring funny in your ear when you hear something that's wrong. So if you know the law and you read the homeschool law, you watch the videos, you know the parts that you're supposed to be handing in, then when the school is asking for something else or asking for something that's a little different than what's in the law, you are gonna know and you'll be able to say, hey, and you can take it in, you can take your paper with a law on it to the school district and say, hey, here's the law and this is what it asks me to do. Can you show me in this paper where what you are asking me to do is? Show me where that's in the law because I'm not seeing it. Uh, and that's, it's not to be obnoxious to them or to be rude, 
but it's a really good exercise for you in really knowing what the law says, and it's an exercise for them in really knowing what the law is. <laughs> so I just think it's really good. Um, stand firm on that. You know, the law is the law. Read it and know it and function by it. So again, here briefly, just so as you're preparing to take your paperwork in for the end of the year and for the beginning of the year, let's review what it is that the school district does get. So here at the end of by the end of June, we're almost in June. It's May 30th. I hope you guys are all done with school. Uh, we have one month from today to get our paperwork into the school district, and that is the evaluator letter. That's what needs to be in by the end of June. Um, returning homeschoolers, by August 1st, you need to hand in your affidavit or unsworn declaration and uh, objectives and immunization or exemptions. Um, that's what you need for the beginning of the school year. Now, if you have a special needs child, remember that with an IEP, with an IEP, then you need to have the objective signed by your special needs teacher. Um, and you might be wondering, affidavit and unsworn declaration, what's the difference between the two? Watch Chat with Chap episode 164. I had an interview with Alicia. We talked about the whole thing. It was really great and thorough. Now, I do want to warn you that the unsworn declaration was made legal in 2020 when all the stuff happened and no one could go anywhere and no one could get to a notary and what are we going to do? Well, it was decided that homeschoolers could file paperwork without the notary signature at that time. I will warn you, I'm going to try an unsworn declaration, we'll see what happens, but there are some school districts who aren't accepting it because there is one little line in our statute that says about an affidavit, I think. There's something about the wording that didn't include unsworn declaration or something like that. Um, however, it was cleared by the Department of Education for us to use an unsworn declaration um, in recent years because of all the things that happened in 2020. So, uh, yeah. So either the affidavit or the unsworn declaration will work, but I just want to make you aware of that one little thing. You might have a district that says something about it. And you can always write in and ask about us, ask us about it there or talk to HSLDA about that. But so if you're taking a one-stop shop like I do, you're going in before the end of June, you want to have your evaluator letter, your affidavit or your unsworn declaration, your objectives. And then if you have um, immunization exemptions, you need to file or immunization paperwork. That is what will go in all together in a packet. Boom. All done. Yay. Um, now, my, I will say my school district, this is not overreach. They have a form that if we want to participate in any extracurricular activities, like my girls play softball, or if you want to do theater or band or any of those things, they have a form that you fill out and says, this is this is what my child wants to do. This is the season that it is, blah, blah, blah. That's not overreach. That's them preparing for outside students coming in and participating in their extracurricular activities. So if your child does want to do extracurriculars, you may have to fill out a form like that. Um, that's not an overreach item. That is just so them preparing for who wants to be participating kind of a thing. So, um those are just some things I wanted to make you guys aware of so that you're kind of thinking about it in the back of your mind. But I cannot stress enough that it's so important to read the law and be aware of it uh, so that when something that is asked of you that is not quite with the law, you're going to recognize it. Go back and watch my videos. If you go to chaponline.com, 
slash resource dash guide. That gives you a huge list of like 18 videos that I've made that talks about all the different parts of the law and explains all those things so you can be a little bit more aware of it that way if you like the videos instead of reading things. So the big things I like to remind people of is that the school does not approve your homeschool. You homeschool, they are your drop-off. They are your paperwork drop-off location. And that is that. So if you have questions, please do not hesitate to ask them. You can comment below here. You can inbox us here. You can use our contact form at chaponline.com. Uh, I'd love to answer your questions. I'd love to share them with others too, just in case there's anybody else who's struggling. If you have run into other issues that I did not talk about in the show today, please feel free to comment them below so we can be kind of aware of it. If it's a question that you need a response to, I can always comment below it and we can chat about it a little bit. So um, yeah, so as you're getting ready to finish up your school year and get your paperwork together for next, those are just some things I wanted you to be aware of. And, you know, think about it this way. It's not that the school district is out to get you. Some of them might be. But think about it more as the law is different. Public school law is different than the homeschool law. There's confusion. I think everyone's confused as a what role everyone is supposed to play. You know, the school district, I don't really think understands that they're just the paperwork drop off. They think they have a bigger role than that. And I, I just think it's misunderstanding the law and a miscommunication. So um, I think it's great to go into their office with a copy of the law and say, here's the law. Um, you asked me for this thing. Could you show me where that is? And maybe they'll find it. I don't know. Maybe they'll find something that that, that, that supports what they're saying. Uh, but be prepared for that. It's good to be educated. It's good to learn. So um, we'll educate them and we'll see if they have anything to educate us about. <laughs> so all right, I hope you are enjoying your uh, Memorial Day. I guess we wrapped up Memorial Day weekend. I hope you did a little bit of learning about Memorial Day and sharing with your children why we have the freedom to homeschool. It all goes back to those who are willing to fight and die for us and that we have freedom in the United States. And it is a beautiful place to be. And I hope you're educating your children in that. And uh, also following Christ in all of life because that's what we're doing, right? That's the purpose of CHAP. We are here to help you guide those next generations into following Christ in all of life. And to those of you who are at convention, thank you so much for coming and thank you for your responses to the survey. And those who didn't make it, hopefully you can make it next time or you can share these videos and make sure people have the encouragement that they need to keep going. We do still have the uh, recordings available at theallianceRecordings.com from the convention if you'd like to check it out. So. Thanks for joining me today, and I will be back next week with Heather from The Old Schoolhouse. She is going to be telling us all about schoolhouseteachers.com. So if you were at convention or noticed that we have been sharing some things about schoolhouse teachers, it's all online learning, K through 12. She's going to come on and share with us about that, what that's all about, and um, how that's going to support the CHAP organization. So. Anyway, have a great week. Have a great weekend. This is Tuesday already. It is late for my show because yesterday was a holiday. It's kind of like the trash. So if I'm not a whole day late, I'm just a few hours late. But I did get on, so I was glad to be with you today. And we'll see you again next Tuesday at the proper time at 11 o'clock. All right. Have a great week. We'll see you then. Bye.